Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. difference between a guju chai and a regular chai um guju chai is um i i don't think there's anything different other than that you're drinking it it's usually with ginger mm. or lemongrass they oh. do a lot of lemongrass tea they add Ooh. lemongrass to their tea that yeah that's um so i have both ginger and lemongrass in my tea right now but in my chai right now but have you had that lemongrass in a desi chai I've never had lemongrass in a desi chai before. They typically we get lemongrass tea in like a regular tea, like a herbal tea, but not in one with black tea and milk in it. But lemongrass in um, desi chai is awesome. It's a totally different kind of drink. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Maharashtrians do that too. They put lemongrass in their tea, and uh, it's called gavdi chai. And um, that with kari, which I am surprised that you don't know what a kari is. What is that, like a flaky biscuit? It looks it's like, like a pastry yeah, cookie. It's like a flaky um, biscuit, um, like a puff. With it's, It has no filling in it. It's just a flaky biscuit, but it has different flavors. You get different flavored kari's. And you dip it in the chai when you drink it. So you is dip that, it and eat it. it. It must be. You have to do that quick. You got to make that quick oh, dip yes. Because it will, the flakes will go down, and there's like a layer of flakes at the bottom. At, by the time you finish, but oh, the curry dipped in jeera curry dipped in a, a nice masala chai. Oof, it just felt like when, it today. When so we go to, that. when we go to Karen Huger's next live show, we mm-hmm. will let's sneak some in so we have those, and everybody will hear us and see us because we'll be covered in flakes. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, this is what you don't do in a live show. She'll put that on her list of things not to do. <laughs> Invite two Indian women who have just eaten curry. Um, <laughs> I was so upset. Like this show, this episode, I was so upset that I hadn't gone to the, both the shows. I wish I had gone. Because well, I would have been yeah. like the only person there. Yeah. <laughs> It would have been you, Robin, one, mm-hmm. and one. the cast of Potomac. Mm-hmm. And the hanger-oners, like Jacqueline. Jacqueline. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> so today, we're going to talk about family karma and Potomac. As usual, we got a lot of sizzle topics. <laughs> mm. 
Yep, yep. <laughs> Lots of sizzle topics. Do you want to start with the January 6th commission? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to start with that or do you want to start with the FIFA World Cup? What do you want to start? <laughs> now, listen, you know that our sizzle topic episode for the podcast comes out on Monday Monday nights with my uh-huh. brother. Okay, uh-huh. so that's been discussed. But on yeah. this particular one, we've got some... I wouldn't call them sizzle topics in family karma, but can we just talk about family karma t- first? Because I feel like mm-hmm. instead of a sizzle, it's more of like a fizzle. It's like sizzle. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> sizzle topics. <laughs> That's going to be the name of this episode. Sizzle topic. It's fizzle topics. <laughs> uh- <laughs> but like on family karma, I feel like. I feel like I feel like you have rich, feelings. I have <laughs> feel like I have feelings, but I feel like I understand why it took a while for this season to come out. Hmm. Because not a lot is happening on this show. No. No. So here's the. Here's what I feared when this show came on, right? Mm-hmm. One that there's only in our in our Desi communities, there's only two kinds of people. There is a love is blind, what's his name? Um Shake. Shake kind of like really, really terrible misogynistic folks. Mm-hmm. Or we have like normal boring. boring people that are just living their lives so uh yeah so the wedding is a big deal yes they went all out with the wedding up front they didn't show any of the prep and all of that that went into Vishal and Richard's wedding but then there's a huge gap between that and the next big thing that's going to be probably they're making those two weddings as bookends right they have Vishal's wedding starting and then they're going to make Amrit's wedding as the bookend and then in the middle is the tension between it's the gossip that is going on between about uh Rishi and Monica's relationship and then there's the uh, the you know the continuing tension between um you know, Lopa and uh, what's Vishal's mom's name? Reshma. Reshma, yeah. So Reshma and Lopa's um, tension that now for, interestingly, the other women are taking sides, which is yeah. getting a little bit interesting, I have That's to say. Yes, it is. Um, and then other than that, there's nothing, and no, there's no chemistry or sizzle <laughs> In in Avani and Brian's relationship, no, not There's, at all. Uh, you know, and uh, uh, Anisha is pretty much not even present. No, nope. she's barely there. Mm-hmm. Um, Bali is barely there. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot about these two weddings and the wedding prep. Which yes, you have seen one Indian wedding, but then you're. St- you are already tired. You're tired from that wedding and now you have to go to another wedding and you're, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And, um, I don't know if it's getting ready for it and preparing for it. I don't know if it really makes compelling TV. I'm sorry. I feel like the other thing that the only other thing that can happen that could make this fizzle turn into a sizzle is when Anisha is going to randomly drop the news that she's engaged and she's getting married because that is apparently going to happen on camera. 
so her wedding getting is married. on camera. Oh, really? Now that's interesting because we have seen nothing of it on Instagram. We have seen Correct. nothing. Yeah. So all. she said on an interview that she was going to start releasing stuff towards the end of the season when she knows that stuff is going to come up on the show about her wedding. But until then, she's keeping it completely under wraps. <clears throat> huh. So I feel like that's the only thing I can I can imagine that's going to be like interesting. But like, mm. I do think the auntie dynamic is very interesting but that's interesting to me because i am at the end of the day still my still a child overhearing aunties talk gossip in front of trying not to talk about it in front of me you know I'm like an auntie so i for me it's like ooh, look at that bed well no like doing? even like my no but like even growing up right like you would walk yeah. into a room and all the aunties were talking shit and you think that they're not listening to you're not listening mm-hmm. and then you're like no i'm hearing you talk cash money shit about so-and-so and and i can't wait to like i can't wait to solidify my opinions about these adults that i don't know but like i love the auntie gossip like i i okay i think that we talked about this before and i'm pretty sure i know your opinion on her but like what do you think about vishal's mom reshma I don't know what to think of her. I, I hate think, her. Okay. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I okay, hate go her. Ahead. Go I ahead. Hate her. I hate her. She sucks. Um, I think she sucks. I think um, I'd. she's waiting for Vishal to f- fix his issues himself, but she has sort of enabled him along the way, and she is partly to blame. Yeah for what is happening with Vishal and she doesn't want to take any ownership of it. She's mm-hmm. completely acting like she's an outsider and Vishal is coming to her. I, I can almost see him. He's barely, he, he has this habit of when he's sober, he doesn't even make eye contact. That's how low his self-esteem is. Yeah. yeah he doesn't I make agree. eye contact even with his mother. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's staring at him, like waiting for him to speak. And he's like, fumbling he's like struggling to talk because he doesn't feel confident enough to speak his feelings to her but then she's like oh you should do this you should go to therapy and I'm not good at this but you should talk about your feelings she's saying all the right things but I feel like for some reason I'm not believing that she means it I don't know why it's something about the way she goes about doing it well, number one, I don't believe for a second that when Vishal goes to talk to his mom about the fact that he has a problem with alcohol, that that is the first time they've had that discussion. You know Vishal had to sit his mom down and be like, listen, we're going to have this scene. I'm going to talk to you about this stuff. You need to mm-hmm. prepare yourself for it. And Reshma then created a little plot in her brain about all the things. That- She's like Monica in that way. Mm-hmm. Like she came up with how she was going to react to this information on the spot. And that's why she had all the right answers, but none of it came with any actual feeling because I don't think that that is actually a real reaction to your son saying, by the way, I have a problem with alcohol. And I don't believe that, or maybe I do believe it because you're right. She enabled him. I can't believe that this woman is like, yeah, I know you didn't get you. you, I know what happened on your Sahaga. Like, I know that Mm -hmm. you ended up drunk in Umrit's room. You're going to have that that kind of a reaction. I I don't believe that. I don't believe Mm -hmm. that Richa has a more intense reaction about Vishal drinking than Reshma, who's like, yeah, you know, we just need to be positive. Like, I just don't believe anything that Reshma is doing because she's not a believable person because I don't think that that's a real human being's reaction, especially not a Desi mother's reaction to their son acting. She has zero. She seems to have zero emotions when it comes to that. She's not shocked. She's not angry. She's not sad. She's not expressing 
or trying to give him an understanding empathetic edit by saying we know where this is coming from you know you went through so much in your childhood and i wish we could take it back i wish you had a normal childhood you did not have one and we are going to have to talk through it no she's like so removed from the situation as if he is just yet another employee coming to her and telling her he has a drinking problem and might have to take a few days off yes. that's all that's yeah. how she's reacting and that was such an odd reaction from her in that scene i knew exactly when you said you hate her i knew exactly which scene reshma scene you were talking about because it was such an odd reaction for a desi mom to have that it stuck in my head that that's such a it was such a cold reaction and i'm sorry are you not going to talk about the fact that your son and daughter-in-law went and got married and they're not living together they're not officially married the way they invited um lopa in like lopa is going to his uh Vish- reshma's house for dinner vishal is already there for some reason and richa and vishal are taking uh, richa is taking lopa in and they in, uh, invite her in as if they're meeting her for the first time it's so weird like you, they are, you're the children are already married i know it's not legally married but spiritually and you know religiously they got married religiously yeah and this should be just paperwork but why would you invite her in like such a stranger coming in even even the fact that richa is being welcomed that way like yeah yeah i think that reshma has like i think that if vishal has uh, a difficulty being a competent person and you know knowing how to function socially I, i think some of it does have to do with the fact that he's his mother is a person who doesn't quite know how to navigate these situations dharma saying that i felt ignored at mm-hmm. vishal and richa's wedding is in line with the fact that lopa also has complained about this in the past right. lopa also said like in the very and beginning lavina says the same thing that yeah reshma just kind of like checks out and doesn't check in on people and there's like a Look, I think that everybody should do whatever they're they want, right? Like I, I I'm of two thoughts about it. Do I think that Daisy mother's reactions are always normal and appropriate? No. Absolutely not, right? Daisy mothers up, up and overreact and overinvolve themselves, right? So as a Daisy mother, I do it all the time. I practice it. Practice it. It's an art. <laughs> I hate it for, I hate it afterwards, but in the moment i cannot help becoming my mother i have to take a peppermint tea every single night to calm myself mm-hmm. down after screaming at my kids to go to bed so i understand right but i think reshma is trying to present herself like too far opposite on the other side of like right. oh no i don't care whatever my son who what uh, i don't mind like but that's not who you are. I know that you are a you are a neurotic person on the inside. I can tell by looking at your face and seeing how you function. I just don't believe anything about Reshma at all and I just don't under, this is what's bothering I'm wondering, me. Okay, yeah. go ahead. What's bothering me about the show is that part of me feels like Richa is purposely not signing the papers so that there is something exciting to talk about between Vishal and Richa mm-hmm. on the show like for Vishal yeah, for, for the show. The show. Yeah. Because I think that if it were up to Richa she would never marry this person. Hmm. 
I think spiritual well, I, marriage yeah. is just enough for her. She's like, fine, whatever. We're spiritual married. I'm not even that religious. It's not a big deal. But I don't think that Richa wants to legally be married to this man. Yeah, I don't understand that. And it's like, Richa, you're trying to bring this up now, but um, you know he drinks. You know he's had this problem for 10 years. Yes. You knew when you were ordering all the alcohol and making the arrangements for the wedding that this was going to be in a situation. I just don't, on the on the richer side, I don't quite believe that she didn't know he was going to get that Back drunk. drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is his MO. You know that is going to happen. He's going to do that. So I don't quite understand why she's, A, if you know that and you still did it, um, then you shouldn't be upset about it because you already knew it. If you didn't know it, then what were you doing for 10 years? You shouldn't be marrying it because you don't know the real Vishal, right? I think my deeper understanding of it is that Richa was hoping for some uh, uh, support and validation Mm -hmm. from Reshma and the family when it comes to Vishal and they weren't there. Yep. And that she is left leaning only on uh, Lopa for validation of how she's feeling. It's not Reshma is not having a conversation with Richa and telling her, I know how you feel. I'm sorry. We'll work with him. This is they're doing it on camera in and they're doing it so awkwardly at dinner. But this should have been the conversation the morning off after yes. he recovered. Yes. Yes. When was that? Why wasn't that conversation had? It just feels so, the whole thing, like knowing our Desi families, they go overboard. They're all over each other yep. before and right after the wedding. They might not like each other 10 years from now, but in the moment of the wedding, they're all in agreement that these two people should be married and they're all over each other in each other's business, in each other's lives. Yes. It just feels very disjointed to see Lopa living her own life and uh, Reshma and her husband not even engaging with her. She's in town. No one knows that she's in town. And it's such a big deal to invite her to your house to eat. I and don't then quite Lopa get it. shows up empty handed, which would like right. never happen. Like, I don't know. Right. All of it just seems so weird. It's so bizarre. I Here's the thing. I think it's perfectly fine if your in-law, like if your parents don't get along with your in-laws, that's fine. But in a situation where, for example, Vishal is still living at home, mm-hmm. I don't understand how that works. That yeah. that part of it doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Um, Monica has this scene. And I also she- think, uh, yeah. staying on the same topic yeah. here, yeah, yeah. I also think that Reshma, I'm wondering if Reshma has the same, because I've watched her face, right? She gets very tense and it's almost like she's grinding her teeth. Yes. I can feel like, the pressure in her intense eyes and around her jawline, she gets really tough. It's like she's grinding her teeth and really holding back. And I sometimes feel like maybe she is, she has social anxiety just like Vishal and she hides behind being aloof. And that gets her through that. It's possible. Yeah, for sure. And Lopa is, is not like that. Lopa is very extroverted, outgoing. Mupat. Yes. And she's in your face. And that's something that, uh, you know, that Reshma cannot be or cannot is actually finds it very grating and does not quite understand how to navigate that. I understand all of that, but it's the bigger picture and the more 
the normal stuff that is, should be normal, at least, that's not normal in this family. Something's off. Something's really off. Something's majorly off. Something's also off with Rishi's family. Monica goes to Rishi's house. Oh, no, I don't think that's off. I think that's completely in line with how the patriarchal of families behave. Oh, my God. I hate Rishi's family. <gasps> Same. Rishi's father and the way he dismissed her. Monica, because he would rather have his sons be correct. He's he doesn't care for his the son's girlfriends or anything. There's no respect, and he's like, ah, oh, what is it? Well, it's, it happened. These things happen. You get over it. You just move on. And the same thing with it's her. Never going to be his perfect. Mother, yeah, his mother is like she knows she should know better, but she's like, no, I'm going to protect my baby boys. It's it was so fucked up. Ugh. I'm so glad that yeah. Monica got up and left because she was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that Monica. I, I think this is the first moment that I'm seeing that Monica actually has a spine, and yes. that Monica. Uh, this is the first thing that Monica has done that feels real to me. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, you know what's not real is Rishi's dad's hair. Oh no. Not at all. That's a piece. That's an mm-hmm. uncle with a piece who thinks that he's cool. He's from Dubai. And he, he got it like on yeah. the way to Mumbai. Yes, exactly. And look, I'm not going to hate on it. I also have extensions. But it's different when men do it. And also, that guy sucks. He's like the worst kind of uncle. Like you could just – like if he is – God, how do I explain who – what kind of a man he is? Um, he's like – He's like almost like Lenny, like Lenny from Miami. Yes. He's like Dr. Lenny of yes. like Daisy Uncles. Like he thinks he's so cool. He reminded he, me of Kim Richards' boyfriend. Kim Richards' boyfriend. The yeah. Day, yeah. Yeah. I could see yeah. that. I could yeah. see that. But he was just terrible. He was mm-hmm. awful. And he dismissed Monica. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of, and then Rishi's like, well, we're not going to talk about it. My 90s there. Okay. But still. Yeah. There's other things that he could have said, which is, you know, I'm so glad you guys handled it the way you did. And it's okay. Like, you're going to go through it, but you need to support each other. You could have said so many other things. But the fact that he was like, whatever, it happened. Whatever. Yeah. Move on. Right. Fuck those people. Yeah. Anyway. I don't think Monica would be a good fit in that household at all. She would be... She would be eaten alive by the mother-in-law and the parents-in-law. They they rule the rules. They rule that house. And Rishi's not going. Rishi's going to always hide behind that. Yes, 100%. he's always going to be like, my parents are right. I have to obey my parents and get away with whatever he wants to get away with. His mother will always protect him too. Even so. last year, the the uncle was like really trying hard to be cool. He's yeah. trying so hard to be like Brian's dad, who's just yes. like naturally who he is, right? Yeah. Like. Brian's dad doesn't have to try. Like, Dharma no. and Mike don't need no. to try. They're, they're so just, cool together. They're so cute and they're so cool yeah. together. Yeah. You know, another thing I noticed is, like, Reshma does, like, the toxic positivity thing uh-huh. in a way that is so inauthentic. But when um, Chitra does it, yeah, it's different because Chitra has the disdain of an auntie on her face. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just yeah. different. It's, yeah, <laughs> Chitra seems like she's based in reality, and Reishma seems like she is not addressing any real life situations. She's fully yeah. delusional. Yeah, 
It's like they're yeah. like polar diametric opposites of each other right. trying to right. navigate the same thing. Right. Chitra is very savvy. She's very socially savvy. And I think yes. that's maybe uh, where Anisha gets it a little bit. But um, uh, Chitra is pretty savvy in uh, navigating these relationships. She doesn't get involved. She knows mm-hmm. which wedding was the messier one. She didn't show up to that one. She was like, <laughs> I know there's going to be some mess going on there. I'm not going to go to that one. And I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to go to the, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, what's his name's wedding? Amrit. Uh, Amrit's wedding, because I know that'll be, a, a, you know, a lot more saner. And I like Lavina and I'm going to be there for Lavina. And that's it. She knows Reshma and Lopar don't get along and she's not going to go put herself in the middle of it. Absolutely I think not. I don't think uh, Dharma should have either. Mm-hmm. But Dharma was trying to be, Dharma is like wears her heart on her sleeve kind of person. So she's like trying to be the fun, go between that. She likes hanging out with Lopa and she's known uh, Reshma forever. So she's trying to make sure that they get along so she can hang out. She doesn't have to choose one friend over the other, but Reshma made that choice for her. <laughs> yeah, but Reshma's also a, an asshole because Dharma tried to be a nice person to right. bring them together. And Reshma's like, why are you getting involved? It's right. like, because it's awkward to exist between the two of you. Whereas Reshma is the kind of person that should be like, it's fine. We don't get along. It's fine. Everybody needs to sit with attention. Right. And it's like, that's that's not how that works in right. these types of dynamics. Like, I don't know. And then even her being like, why did she get the kids involved? First of all, they're not like chote munne bache, that like mm. teeny tiny little toddlers that like yeah. can't handle. These are men in right. their 30s. Yeah. It's fine. You know, yeah. if yeah. they know if Dharma is like, by the way, Reshma barely talked to me at the wedding. And then Brian, yeah. Brian, idiot Brian goes and says something to Vishal. Yeah. And then Vishal goes and talks about it to his mom. But yeah. that's just because Brian and Vishal are idiots. But like Dharma's passing comment isn't some sort of thing where Reshma has to be like, why is she getting the kids involved? Like, yeah. fuck off, Reshma. I hate you. Yeah. And when Reshma says, uh, picks on Lopa, this is from last um, season. I wanted to bring that up then, but I didn't. When Reshma says to Lopa, why aren't you looking at me when you're talking to me? And yeah. Lopa says, well, because Dharma is sitting right across me, so I'm just looking at her. Yeah. But, and then Reshma says, with the straight face, while not looking at Lopa, that I like people to look at my face when they are talking to me. And she's not looking at Lopa. Yes, correct. And she never says that to Vishal. Right. Never tells Vishal, make eye contact with me when you're talking to me. <laughs> I think Vishal would shit his pants if he had to make eye <laughs> contact with his mother. He just seems terrified of her, and so does her husband. Her husband has zero ca- personality. He's You're sure there. uncle is? <laughs> He's barely there. He's there. He made one comment, and that was because they both left me alone. Can you imagine? And I'm like, no, because I don't remember. I don't even notice you around in the scene. I forgot so. you were here. <laughs> yeah. What did you do? Play with Chini? I don't know what you did by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break and then we'll be back to talk about uh, actual sizzle topics in Real Hustles of Potomac. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Okay. We're back. Let's uh, talk about Potomac. Um, I love the fact that this episode starts off with Giselle and Karen. Just having the time of their fucking life. Yeah. 
I think they make. I think the real pair here are Giselle and Karen. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's I, 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 they, we get glimpses of what if they were both on the same team? How would that feel? And you get glimpses yes. of such joy and fun. The so expressions fun. that Karen's face went through while Giselle was recounting the stories about Mia in I Miami. Oh, my God. Just those faces alone. That was like she went through about 20 different faces in that span of two minutes. It's all I want. Like, forget reasonably shady or yeah. whatever, keeping it Karen or whatever that show is. <laughs> Give me a show where it's just Giselle and Karen having a key. Yeah. <laughs> key keying with Giselle and Karen. Right. In Giselle's uh, living room. In Giselle's <laughs> living room. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what did you think of uh, Karen's um, reaction to Giselle's house? I couldn't think of anything because all I could think about was my reaction to Karen's to Karen. confessional look. <laughs> like, Karen, let's this, there. Is a, this is a glass house situation, Karen. Come on. Come on. <laughs> She's sitting there in that purple, outrageous outfit with like all these angles, like a whole bunch of triangles poking out of her dress. <laughs> And she dares to comment about Giselle's purple wall. Oh, my God. I mean. Did you notice that in Giselle's kitchen, she had like a whole ceramic cake that yes. was on the counter? That was a fake cake that was just there for decoration. We've talked about McKinsey Child a lot over the years, especially yeah. if you're part of the Watcher Crappens community. Yeah. And. Giselle was like, it's almost like Giselle is collecting all of the things that people make fun of in various housewives' homes. And she was like, we're going to put them all in my house. I think she goes every Labor Day, she goes around the, the different neighborhoods picking up tchotchkes. Yeah. <laughs> and giving but them the, a new life in her home. But like the worst ones. The worst ones. <laughs> like Giselle's front door, her beautiful new front door. I'm like, I'm pretty sure like the... Manzo's had that door. Like that's a very New Jersey Manzo door. It is. <laughs> it is. It's not. It's not a Maryland door for sure. It's not a Maryland door. No, no, no. We it's have a very Teresa simple door. dry door. <laughs> like very. Yeah. This was this was way too ornate for. The tchotchkes are like Gina's casita and like mm. OC. It's a little bit of Gina's casitas. It's a little bit of Nicholas's grandma's. You know, coffee. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you got the white refrigerator from Kenya's little rental from Atlanta. Honestly, I think Giselle's apart. Giselle's house is actually a housewives um like it's a like museum. A, a housewives museum. It's like an ode. It's like a it's uh, like clubhouse. Shrine. It's Andy's clubhouse. It's Andy's clubhouse. It's things that didn't make it into Andy's clubhouse. It's the storage room of all the stuff that should that was given to Andy to put in the clubhouse, but he said it was too tacky. Yes. And so it ended up in Giselle's kitchen. Exactly. <laughs> that's all it is. That's all and it then is. she tells Karen that she's going to develop the backyard, and that's where she's going to watch the movies. And Karen is like, <laughs> with all the wild things, with all the bears. <laughs> with all the beasts? Beasts. <laughs> beasts. How dare you? <laughs> and, and Giselle is like, yeah, with the beast of a man. And Karen is like, Karen looks at her like, good luck with that. <laughs> sure. Oh, God. 
So mm. Wendy Osefo, this episode has mm. a kidney stone. And I have to say, I, I was like last week, I think <laughs> I was like, whatever, kidney stones. And then this week I was like, nine, nine centimeters, <laughs> nine centimeters. I have to take my words back because that's a whole baby. That's a whole kidney. What is that's she talking about? <laughs> that's a whole kidney. <laughs> Like, is she saying that they took the kidney out? What is she talking about? Her kidney stone was nine centimeters. I don't think that is true necessarily. <laughs> I think maybe nine millimeters. I'm trying to see if I have a ruler in my a office ruler? and I don't. But yeah, that's a lot. Because that's because that in order to push out a baby, in order to push out a baby, <laughs> you have to dilate 10 centimeters. There you go. Yeah. So nine I was centimeters like, would be this much. Yeah, that's like a whole that, palm. No, that's, that's a kidney. A whole baby, that's a whole baby's head. Yes, the diameter <laughs> of a baby's head. No, what do you have? Like a melon inside? No. What's happening? Anyway, she goes. No, and that's gets an. Hurt. I think she meant nine millimeters. Yeah. Can so she gets her surgery. She has to have two surgeries. And then I just want to fast forward to when she's at home after the the hospital visit, and she's in full ma- hair and makeup, pretending to sleep on the couch like a Bollywood actress, right? And on the cha- she has a chaise lounge, right? Just for chaise that. lounge. She's waiting to be painted like a French yeah. girl, like Rose and from Titanic. And her her mom comes, and she's obviously Wendy's. Like, listen, mom, we're gonna film a scene. I'm yeah. going to come. I'm going to look exhausted. And all you need to do is come and take care of me. And her mom is yeah. like, all right. Uh-huh. And her mom completely fucks this whole thing up. That lady comes. She her offers mom is a pork like, chop. What do I make to eat for myself? I want pork. <laughs> I want spices. <laughs> yeah. She makes a pork chop. Yeah. Halfway through, did you notice? She went upstairs. She had a whole outfit change. She, came told, back with- she said, she ca- she said, I'm going up to get more comfortable. And then she came back with a big momo. She had a gorgeous key lime green gown on. And then a <laughs> gigantic goblet of red wine. The biggest <laughs> goblet of red wine in the world. Right. And then she ends it. Wendy's trying to have this like moment with her mom where she's like, you know, like you can't, you got to slow down. I have to slow down. How's your mm-hmm. health? How are things going? Is everything better? Her mom's mm-hmm. like, yeah, my health is not that great. Also, I asked for a boob job and you guys rejected it. And Wendy's <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? This is not what we she's talked like, about. Wendy's like, here's my storyline, mom. We are going to talk about my kidney stone. That's my storyline, okay? And her mom's like, yeah, but what about me? My storyline was boob job. Let me get that through in there, too. Her mom, her mom wants to be so bad on this show. and She wants so to be the mom. She wants to be uh, like Candace's mom. She wants to be part of the storyline, and she wants to have a get a boob job. She does. And, yeah. and Wendy is on. They're on. That's two different television shows. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, that was for the other show, mom. That's for the TLC show. My mom wants a boobs. Yes. <laughs> the TLC show, mama needs a boob job. Yeah. Not this one. Mother boobs. <laughs> mama boobs. <laughs> um. The- Ashley is at home with John C. Riley, and they have a scene. The mom, the nanny comes over 
and Ashley talks to the nanny. And the nanny's looking at Ashley like, bitch, why are you talking to me about this? Yeah. She's like, I'm a renter hire. The agency sent me today. I barely know your kids. Why are you talking to me about this? And Ashley's just, just try and be there. And I'm going to talk to you about my feelings. And I'm going to call you about this house. I'm like, okay, come on. You're still not. He's trying to pay you off with the debt. He's yes. trying to pay you off with the house that you will owe. He's yes. not buying you the house up front. He just yeah. doesn't want to give you money in his settlement. So he's telling you that he'll help you buy a house. And yeah. she she truly comes off as very naive when it comes to these things. I don't know I, why. I think she, I thought she would be yeah. smarter about it. Yeah, I think he's at most giving her a down payment, but she's pro- he's probably getting her an FHA loan, mm-hmm. so she doesn't even need to put down the full 20% for down payment. Mm-hmm. He's giving yeah. her like two. Two percent yeah. down payment on a fi- in a five-bedroom house, and she's thrilled. And she's like, oh, now that he did this, do I get to let him sleep over? Like, yeah. <laughs> Ashley. No. What's wrong? Ashley has obviously made money off the show. Right. Yes, but I think she's also, this is the first time she is making money of her own. Because she says about, I'm going to be a first-time homeowner. And I'm thinking, you're not on the, so this home is not yours? You don't have any rights on this home? Like, you had no say? Is it even a home? Isn't it just a living room? (laughs) I think it's an apartment in a, like, an expensive apartment complex, but... It looks like all I've ever seen is that one congested room mm-hmm. <laughs> with all the toys, mm-hmm. occasionally like, very, very not kid-friendly. Mm-hmm. That's it. I've never seen anything of of this place, so I don't know. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, that could just be like the clubhouse floor. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that could be the nan- nanny's house. That could be the nanny's house. Yeah, you're yeah. right. so we had the reasonably shady show happening this episode there's like a prep scene where giselle and robin go and i have to say giselle's face very rarely looks concerned like she very very she usually Mm. comes off very much like i got this i'm you know the queen of this castle this is the only time i've ever really seen giselle look fucking worried when they're walking put, around. Yeah, because she put real money into this and she's looking at how big the space is. And she comes back and she says, okay, now I'm okay. I'm comfortable with that. Give me a microphone. I can do it. So which tells me that before she was doing it, she wasn't quite sure they should be doing a live show or that yeah. anyone would show up. She was not comfortable with that. And when I think Robin convinced yeah. her of it, but then Robin got nervous about, Robin does zero planning. Right. So Robin probably got nervous, got anxious about the money that went in afterwards and started bringing up stuff that just, I can just imagine Robin causing Giselle to have anxiety too. because So much anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, Robin, uh, Giselle also wants to understand from Robin what's going on about their wedding. And this comes up a couple of times. And I just want you to answer yes or no. Do you think that Juan and Robin are even going to get married? Aren't they planning to go like next week on the show, on the show the week after to go to Jamaica and get married? I don't know. Yeah. I don't it's going to be happening. like Richa and Vishal. Like the word on go. the street is it's yeah. not happening, but. <laughs> yes. If it did happen, it didn't matter. So 
<laughs> well, because then later on they have this episode, the scene with like Juan and Robin having always the most awkward at home conversations about mm-hmm. prenups and wedding planning. And uh, Juan honestly so, would rather be dead than hide. Right. So than the, other, the other thing is one is, uh, you know, it's been over the years, it's been going back and forth about, hey, Juan cheated on Robin. Mm-hmm. And that's why they separate, you know, they separated. Yeah. But then there's other, there's also another narrative that um, Robin once in a while will drop. And the way Juan will speak about it is that they were separated. And that's when he went out with somebody else. He yes. didn't really cheat on her. Yes. That they were broken up. And that's when he was dating someone else. And so he doesn't consider it as cheating on her. So that's why he keeps maintaining that he would never cheat on her. But she keeps thinking of it as he strayed once, he would stray again. Yeah. But then she never brings it up that way with him ever to his face. Every time she has said that to us over the years, it's been in confessionals. Yes, I agree. And it's funny because Robin is talking about me. Very confusing. Robin is having this conversation and she says, what about the infidelity, creating an infidelity clause, right? Mm -hmm. And Juan is like, oh, we've been together for so long. You know, that would never happen. I'm like, what do you mean that would never happen? That happened. That whole, it happened. Did it not happen? And it's like in conversations with Juan, she never brings it up. She never says, no, you cheated on me. Yeah. You slept with somebody else, so we yeah. got a divorce. Yeah, like that would have been the perfect point for her to say, but it did happen. But she never does it. It's she never does strange. it. So I'm, it's always for me, it's like a gray area that maybe Robin pushed this narrative that he cheated on her, but really, when she's with one, she's agreeing with one that they didn't. He didn't cheat on her. They were separated, and that's why what he thinks is like him dating somebody else was okay. Yeah. And, and by the way, again. whenever they talk about him dating somebody else, do you know who he dated, right? Who did he date? Gabby Union. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Also, it's interesting because like Robin's like, no, I'm not going to put anything crazy. Like, you know, I wouldn't put anything crazy in there in the prenup, right? And Juan is like, I don't know that you wouldn't put right. anything crazy. Well, that's a mistrust to begin with. Then if I'm you like, don't know that you don't trust her, <laughs> which means you on? should probably look into a prenup. Yes, thank you. <laughs> this is Amanda Batula all mm-hmm. over again. This is Amanda yeah. Batula, Teresa Judice all over again. No one knows yeah. what a prenup is. Yeah. No one knows what a prenup is. And even though back then they did have a prenup, yeah. Juan made her sign a prenup right. before they got married. Yeah. So what the hell? So does it not count because he didn't have money? So she didn't, uh, she didn't uh, really enforce the prenup on him and therefore he didn't cheat is that what robin thinks like is that how her mind works i don't know i don't know how robin's mind works uh, do you know how robin's mind works? no no <laughs> i don't think robin knows how her mind works it, it's so confusing it's so it's so all over the place and i can understand um i i i understand that the only reason if th- this had been any other couple giselle would have been digging 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 into it yes. for whatever reason giselle doesn't dig into this relationship but i can see how it piques the interest of everybody including our grand dame and well, as to what is going on here you bring up such a good point about giselle because giselle will bring it up on camera with robin 
make a couple of jokes off uh, and the confessional. She'll accept it. She'll but accept- she accepts it and she moves on. And the only reason I think she brings it up on camera is because then she can tell at the reunion that, of course, I question her about her relationship. Didn't you see me watch? Didn't you watch the show? Didn't I ask her about it? Yeah. So she can she can say that she's she treats everybody the same, but she doesn't. She does not. Yeah. And which is fine. That's your prerogative. Yeah. That's your best friend. Yeah. You get to treat your best friend differently than the people right. that you obviously right. don't like. Right. Um, Karen visits Mia. And I just want to point out that v- Mia, whenever she's doing a, sh- a-, a scene with her kids, is baking something. Like last year, it was cupcakes. This year, it's cookies. It's easier with the box. It's a- Exactly. It's, and it's, it's like-, like me. I don't bake anything that's outside of a box. I only bake box stuff. No, of course. I don't bake. I'm not a baker. I'm not a baker. I'm a buyer. I'm, a cook. I'm a buyer from a bakery. Yes. I'm a I'm a bakery patron. Yes. I'm not I'm a, a money maker. I'm a, oh, there you go. I'm not a baker. I'm a money maker. Money maker. Okay, how about that? <laughs> Put that on the tea towel. <laughs> okay. Um Mia uh Karen tells Mia about all the things that she talked with Giselle about and was we get a lot of clarifications. Oh, well, mm-hmm. not clarifications. Honestly, it's more confusing information, but Mia casually tells Karen that she and Jack that she has examined Jacqueline's cervix <laughs> with a flashlight. She's she like, "Oh, you know, we're kids." It's just like yeah. weird kid stuff. And then they're like, how old were you? She's like 19, 20. I'm like, that, you're not a kid. No. She's like, I thought I wanted to be a gynecologist. That's not the way to figure it out. No. 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 Also, a flashlight into somebody's cervix is not giving you much. You, you how? First of all, it's offensive to Jacqueline because I'm like, you're telling me that Wait. the holes down there. Wait for it, people. There's more. <laughs> <laughs> really, I don't dumb statement. <laughs> Poor Jacqueline. She's making it sound like Jacqueline has a Holland tunnel for a vagina because she's like, all I needed was a flashlight. She wore, like Mia wore a miner's hat with like <laughs> a miner's hat <laughs> <laughs> with a GoPro and went down in there. GoPro. <laughs> there's nothing left to talk about this episode we're done (laughs) see see you guys in the new year bye (laughs) well that that whole conversation first of all when when so when when Giselle tells Karen Karen laps it all up Yes. She is excited for it. But when she comes back to me and she's like, Giselle was happy enough to tell me, eager enough to tell me. She immediately throws Giselle under the bus. But she maintains like, she's a grand dame for a reason. She knows how to phrase it. She puts it down as, this is what she told me. I'm asking you to your face. And Mia's, of course, happy because this is her storyline. This is what she wanted to do with Jacqueline anyway. So that's why she brought Jacqueline on to corroborate all this you know, salacious stories that she could talk about. So she's like, yeah, yeah, yes, that happened. And then the only question uh, Karen has is with Peter? That's all I need to know. (laughs) Yes. Is Peter involved in this? (laughs) So now, see, now here's the funny thing. 
<clears throat> Mia says that G and Peter th- that she and G have hooked up with Peter's girlfriend, right? Yeah. So now, when we were in Miami, also Wendy had that scene when they go out to lunch, mm-hmm. that sad lunch, and mm-hmm. she says, "Yeah, I've actually heard Peter tell me that they did like they fucked Peter. Peter's girlfriend has told me yeah. that she, f- yeah. you know, really fucked around with them or whatever." Um. So when Wendy is popping off at the mm-hmm. table and she's telling Mia, I don't know who the fuck you and your husband are fucking, but I don't need to check in with Peter. Right. Nothing because Wendy said was wrong. <laughs> kind of relationship with Peter. You do. You so do. Exactly. Why you need to check in with Peter because that's what you do when you come to Miami, but I don't have to. That's what Wendy was saying. There you go. So nothing yeah. that Wendy was saying was wrong. She wasn't telling lies about no, Gordon. She wasn't making anything up about Gordon. Because this was all true. Yeah. So Mia being all angry about like Karen when someone disrespects your husband, crying in the car, swinging purses. About Bullshit. what? About the truth? Yeah. The about truth things that you, are- you wanted, to, wanted to talk about anyways? Yes. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, they go to the Reasonably Shady show. The show is whatever. Karen is absolutely hilarious. She makes a list of what the fuck not to do. She said something about like, everybody is very comfortably seated. They've got four or five seats all around them to stretch out. (laughs) She told told Giselle, I didn't didn't feel the need to fall asleep once. (laughs) (laughs) But at the end of the show... Jacqueline is in the hot seat with uh, Giselle, and that's something too. Giselle did a full show, live show, and you would think that Giselle would be tired after that. No, she had enough energy to take it into a whole other messiness after that. Well, let's be honest. How much work do you think Giselle really put into <clears throat> that show? She brought Ashley up to dance. Yeah, she brought up Juan Dixon for yeah. Robin to grill Juan. With one question. It was one about question up in the morning. It's like... <laughs> thinking about so on. many things. I know. <laughs> Handheld vacuums. That's what. Oh, was. my God. The, they are... Juan, here's the thing. Juan and Robin are gorgeous, but they are as interesting as a handheld vacuum right. fight at yeah. 6 a.m. or 11 a.m. Right. So, yeah. Like the drone of a vacuum at 6 <sighs> in the morning. <laughs> It must be the most boring household filled with gorgeous people. Gorgeous. No, you know what? I feel like their kids are not boring at all. I feel like their kids are hilarious. The kids are, they are a bundle of energy. They're so cute. Did you notice the one kid in the background of that conversation? Juan and Robin are talking about like grown up stuff. And the one kid is just always lurking in the back, listening in on all the conversations. Yeah, Corey. Yeah. I love Corey. (laughs) I love Corey. He's always there. There was even an after show or Watch What Happens Live back in like during the pandemic. Yeah. Where Corey came into the background and Robin had to stop and tell Corey to get out of the filming. He's a little clingy with her, didn't he? Didn't she say he's a younger one, right? So yeah, he's so he's funny, very clingy to her. Yeah. yeah, that's the that's the kid that went and sat between her and um Wendy. and Wendy in the park to just listen in on the conversation. What was I love going it. On? I love it. Yeah, but besides that, I feel like there's nothing going on. No. With Robin. Or if there no. is, we need to start talking about it. Right. And I don't see anything happening yet. Yeah. No. I haven't what's, heard anything. What's frustrating about Robin is that if somebody else was living the life that she is, they yeah. would be all over that person. 
Right. And digging and finding out answers and being shady right. and all that stuff. Right. With Robin, we're just supposed to be fine with the fact that this is just who they are. Correct. Yeah. And that's that- the part that everybody gets frustrated about. That's the yeah. part that frustrates uh, Wendy and Candace. You know, Karen and Candace. Yeah. Um, I forgot to mention Candace had her little music video. Very happy okay. for her. Yeah. She did her ab workout and it showed up. Yeah. She looked gorgeous. Good, yeah. good job. Good it for you. Good. It cost $25,000, which I thought was a very reasonable cheap. price. I thought it was, yeah. If if the Reasonably Shady show was ten grand, yeah, and this music video was $25,000. was only twenty five k. With Trina. Yeah. That's I don't know. Kind of like. Robin um, and Giselle maybe overspent. <laughs> <laughs> to invite their own relatives. To invite, yeah. Like yeah, seven friends and people. family. Exactly. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Or they- what about next week's where Eddie Osefa is called? What is that? Happy Eddie. Happy Eddie. Yeah, but that Deborah lady. Did I'm you, like Deborah? Did you see Eddie uh, um, tweet? No. What did he say? So Eddie said, "Happy Eddie." Like, why am I in there? And why am why? What what is going on? I can't be happy. I cannot <laughs> smile without a reason. And then Chris Bassett piped in and said you better be careful who you smile at and how you smile brother nothing yeah. is safe anymore yeah i mean <laughs> i'm like no, okay what neither <laughs> of them are wrong in that situation yeah. but deborah in that is, situation yes deborah who just became friends with ashley through a mommy group had mm-hmm. very very intentional uh move moves made i want to see uh, i want to see uh like a. uh I want to see a fight between Deborah and Jacqueline for a friend off. I want to see yeah, how they were Yeah, in there too. Yeah. yeah. Charisse was just like lurking in the background of various Charisse, I forgot about Charisse. She she walks into the conversation between Giselle and Jacqueline and she's like, am I in the principal's office? Can I be present? <laughs> They're like, okay, Charisse, you can be there. And then Giselle is like, she's the phone of friend. We phone the Okay, that's such a perfect anal- analogy for uh, Shuri. Shuri, she is a per- phone a friend. She's not yeah. really. <laughs> she doesn't need to be present all the time. She's just kind Shuri of on with call. Her big shirt, shirt dresses that she's been wearing every 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 scene is a big shirt dress, a tent. Shuri does not dress like a person who should supposedly have a lot of money, right? <laughs> I'm like Shuri's. This is sad. Come on. You're better than this. And Sherry's in her analogies like, what if I slept with one? And everybody looks at her like, that's not happening. That's not happening. (laughs) It's such a silly analogy. She's like, what if somebody asked me, have I slept with one? I'm like, nobody would would ask that. Not one person would ask that question, Sherry's. Nice try, though. (laughs) She's still trying to get reservations to a different hotel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, Charisse. Yes. Um, uh I'm just I'm just looking forward to Candace calling Deborah a Muppet. <laughs> yes. Like <laughs> Candace is Sesame, so, Sesame so funny when character. she's so mean. Uh, and I feel like some people are not deserving of it, but I feel like this Deborah person might be because <laughs> she's so fucking thirsty. Like, get out of here. <laughs> is there an episode on Christmas or are they taking a break? Oh, I hope they have an episode on Christmas because um, 
Yeah, Otherwise, I, 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 I took a long break, and I'm not going to be very interested in the show by then. I will forget what happened. <laughs> yeah, if they take off for New Year's and for Christmas, yeah, I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm probably just going to continue watching Miami and be very happy with my life. <laughs> yeah, are you taking off um, for? Yes. For the holidays? Yes, I am no going to take... Well, it depends. If there's an episode mm. for Potomac, then we will be back. But if there's yeah. not, then I will be taking off for the holidays. Mm. Good yeah. for you. <laughs> Good for you also. <laughs> make some, make some um, you know, bake something. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening. Arthur, thank you for being here. Uh, I'll be back when I'll be back, I guess. Bye. Bye.